Hi friends, welcome along. This is the Influence Podcast. If you're looking to inspire more people, have a positive impact on a global scale, build an influential and magnetic brand, and build a profitable business with your unique gifts and talents, then the Influence Podcast is for you. I'm your host, Jake Adam Davey, former high school French and Spanish teacher, turned international speaker, online business coach, and Instagram growth and monetization enthusiast. You can find tools, resources, and so much more on the website, jakeadamdavy.com. And you can also say hello on Instagram at jakeadamdavy. Please also, if you're enjoying the podcast, do feel free to leave a review. The more stars, the better, of course. But equally, if you're not enjoying it, you are still invited to leave a review. The one thing I would also ask is, of course, sharing is caring. So if you've listened to something or heard something in the podcast that you think you've enjoyed or would be useful and beneficial to other people, then please do hit that share button and pass it on to somebody that you know. I'd be so very, very grateful and so thankful if you did. Now let's dive into today's episode on the Influence Podcast. Hello, welcome along. This is episode number 75 of the Influence Podcast. And today I am really excited to interview and introduce co-founder of digitalaccelerator.com, online business coach and just all-round hero, Marcin Marchak. Uh, Marcin, uh, you might recognize the name actually. Uh, Marcin has been mentioned on a number of Influence podcast. Possibly he's had more mentions than than anybody else on the Influence podcast uh, over the previous, what are we on now, 75, so over the previous 74 episodes. Uh, Marcin got a mention, I think, all the way back in episode number one um, as being one of the people that had a a big impact on the the podcast, getting it started, but then some of the books that he's recommended, uh, the coaching, the support, the training that he's given me personally over the past uh, few years since we've known each other. so let me tell you a little bit about the business, what he's doing, and then we'll, we'll talk a little bit about the impact that, that he's had and, and how we've been able to work together. Um, so Digital Accelerator, uh, and that's spelt with an X-E-L at the start. So digital and then X-E-L, accelerator.com, is a business committed to accelerating life-giving businesses, businesses that contribute and give life. He helps speakers, coaches, and consultants to get paying clients and monetize their expertise. And some like the results that that Marchin has got are quite remarkable they really really are and he's quite um he's extremely modest in the sense that he he doesn't you know he doesn't kind of flash around the numbers or anything like that uh, i think that's one of the, the the things that people like to do um so i include myself in that sometimes as well you know it's it's nice to show the numbers and the metrics because that's what kind of gets people to to sort of stand up and say oh, okay right that makes sense because you, you're sharing the type of results that people want. Marcin really doesn't do that at all. His is it, It's just very much about um, the impact that people can have as well. You know, it's not necessarily always about the, the, the numbers, but I know that they are quite remarkable from his, his success and clients that he's worked with as well over the past 10 years. Um, over the past decade, he's been working across Europe, Asia, Central America uh, with different businesses, different startups. His passion to empower and equip entrepreneurs to discover their strengths and transform the lives of other people is just it's clear to see as we go into the episode um i've had the privilege of working alongside marching now for the last two two and a half years or so uh, and we were introduced again through a, a, a common connection paul paul omani my mentor uh, and marching came in to support the the one-to-one clients you know the real high level clients um purely based on his background his expertise within the online business world um he is whenever i've worked with him and and not so much in 2020 but when we've run live events through 2019 uh 2018 and i do hope that we that we are able to do more of those in 2021 and beyond um and we certainly do our coaching events in person as well he is always the person that's got the biggest queue you know he's got people that are literally queuing up to chat to him he comes in early and he get he, like, he starts before the session starts he he chats to clients the whole time through and then he literally he stays way beyond time okay to the point where we, we actually ask have to ask people to leave the room um so that people can come in for the next event which is amazing and and he just continues and goes and goes and goes um the, you know in, in the podcast episode it's very understated the the, the amount of time hours energy effort that he puts in uh, but he lives and breathes this you know it's not an effort it's not 
it's not exhausting it's not draining this is the thing that's so powerful is and this is i think why i'm i'm so drawn to him and, and was when we first met is that you know when people are like that that phase like in flow right it just it doesn't tire them it energizes them um and like he gets up at you know like what many of us would think crazy early time in the morning you know five five thirty in the morning um and working through till, till, till late at night as well um and just lives and breathes the whole time but his knowledge his approach um is is just quite remarkable and i know that this will be a huge huge value uh, add for you this episode i'm really really excited about it i personally learn something new every single time i, I speak to marching and chat with marching um he's very very well versed in the in this area of online business and online online marketing and i know that you're going to really enjoy this episode as well uh it was recorded prior to christmas so we we do make a few references to the end of 2020 uh, and goal setting and things but this episode comes out on the 11th of january and so you may have been through the the process and and um of, of setting goals for the new year already it might be something that you started but that you then ne- that you never really did or it might be something that you thought oh actually i really wish i'd taken a bit of time out for this and i would 100% say it is not too late okay no matter what the date is it's definitely not too late you can get that ball rolling today and it may be one or two things that that Martin talks about in this episode that help uh, you to be able to do that as well and, and sort of empower you to be able to do that as well um I'm really excited about sharing this. Uh, it's it's, a, it's a, a fantastic episode, a real value add. And there are links within the show notes if you'd like to connect with Marcin uh, at a, a later time, um, either on LinkedIn, through Facebook, or going directly to his site. And you can learn more about him and have a conversation with him as well. Um, let's do it. Let's dive in. This is episode number 75. This is an interview with uh, Marcin Marchuk, co-founder of digitalaccelerator.com online business expert, speaker, coach, and uh, all-round good guy. Enjoy. Okay, um, what an introduction, and I am so excited to introduce uh, Marcin Marchak to the, the podcast. Marcin, welcome along. Welcome to the Influence Podcast. Welcome, Jay. A pleasure to be here. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Um, firstly, we're doing this on a Saturday, so I massively appreciate you giving up your weekend to have a chat with me. Um, you have no doubt been uh, in the top three people I've wanted to um, to bring onto the podcast. And I, I, I think I'll mention this, in, mention this in the intro, but I'm going to say it again. In the very first episode of the Influence podcast, you are one of the people that's mentioned. Um, and also I talk about the top five influences on the Influence podcast. Uh, and again, you are one of the people that's mentioned. Um, so for anybody that's listening to this for the first time, um, I can't emphasize enough the sort of the, how, how much this has been a factor in getting you on and how, uh, excited I've been in getting you on to the podcast as well. Um, so anyway, I, let, let's do this David. I'm delighted to have you with us. So thank you for being with us and thanks for giving up your time on a Saturday. Um, Martin, best place to start. I remember fondly the first time I ever saw you speak and you had this phrase squeezing the lemon. Um, what does that mean? Tell us about that. <laughs> yeah, getting some juice out of something <laughs> that you already have. And this is the interesting uh, concept, especially, you know, like I love what you do with bringing entrepreneurs and inspiring people. And there are so many people who are currently on a journey. And you know how it is. Sometimes we bump into a obstacle that we believe is real and that we do not have enough resources. But when we apply the concept of squeezing the lemon, we start asking ourselves questions, what other resources do we have at hand that we could use that could serve us to take another step in this journey? And sometimes it is sending one more email, sometimes it is sending one more connection on LinkedIn, sometimes it is um, starting another conversation on Facebook or Instagram, and that leads towards the breakthrough, towards the client, and we all, have uh, things around us that we can use. We have resources. So the challenge is not enough resources, but being resourceful. I love it. I love it. So a practical example, um, like maybe a client that you've been working with recently, for example, tell us a little bit about how you've, or or somebody that's listening today, you mentioned like the Facebook or one more email and such, but like if, so if, if, if somebody sat there right now, could you give maybe one or two things that they could look at and think, well, you know, where do I start? Sure. So uh, I will start with my own story because this is basically, it was birthed out of adversity. 
I remember listening to many gurus recommending I have to use paid advertising and I did and I pushed out on my credit cards and I raked my credit cards to a point where I had $50,000 in debt. Wow. And they kept recommending you have to keep on buying tools, you have to keep on buying paid advertising. And it, it reached a point where I didn't have space to squeeze anything in. Yeah. And I remember being at that point in Maldives and uh, with my wife in, at her place and picking up a, a newsletter. And in that newsletter, there was a guy who interviewed different producers. And he said, it's not about the size of the list that you have, but it's about the quality of the relationship that you have. So I look at that, I said, I cannot compete with uh, having a big list because I do not have money. And the only way I knew it was just basically buy more paid advertising. And I couldn't compete. I was at the end of my resources. And when I read that phrase, I realized that I can start uh, building warm and good relationship with those people, so start leaving those, um, you know, creating like a path of crumbs of bread that are leading, leaving good taste in the mouth. And later, some people would say, yes, I'm interested. Some people will come back two, three months later. But the attitude was of a farmer. Well, I was just basically farming and connecting. And the focus was on building quality relationship. The focus was not about pushing, closing, and selling. And I've recently, one of my current clients at the Mastermind, uh, he teaches how to create world-class uh, speaking business. And we look at different angles. And in order to validate his funnel, we look at few options that you could do. And one of his gifts and talents that he has in his hands, he's able to uh, get on other people's podcasts, Facebook lives, and he's able to create this great rapport, great relationship. So that immediately came across as a strong resource that we should be utilizing. And we created a simple funnel where at the end of that uh, massive value uh, speech that he was giving or interview that he was, he was giving, he gave a great giveaway with great tips that helped him in his journey. And that within a week, it resulted he closed a 5K deal to his program. Recently, another client from South Africa I was working with, um, she has like 20 plus years experience of uh, looking after children, helping them uh, to overcome anxiety, stress, and especially during the COVID times, uh, this became like a major issue. And she was trying to run her business, but she struggled a little bit with traffic. But after asking a few questions, I've realized that she is in touch with quite a lot of schools. So we gave lots of resources to schools. We came up with a strategy, how to be the number one go-to place, free of charge, and give her heart away, all her decades of experience, give it to schools and equip the schools. And then suddenly she became the go-to person, the preferred supplier. She became so busy that she had to hire three other people and she continues to go <laughs> from something that she had around. Amazing, amazing. So the, the emphasis is very much on, well, to, to pull apart what you've just said then. So the first element is, is, is focusing on the quality of those relationships and what you, what you can control, which is you know adding value. And then as you mentioned with a couple of your clients, how can they almost switch it around to give as much value as possible, build stronger relationships and build stronger connections um, where it suddenly becomes, instead of a, if you like chasing and, and this, this idea that you have to chase clients and chase people and all this kind of so, and, and stuff, but instead you're positioned as somebody that's adding massive value and therefore people are approaching you and you're seen as the, the go-to expert. Would that be fair to say? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's all about lead with value, right? Find a way to add value to help other people to solve a problem that matters. And that's what we see. You know, sometimes we get clients who come and say, hey, help me to start a business because I want to make money. That's such a wrong question, right? When we look at that, it's, a, it's a, the other way around. And, and many times I just say, sorry, I can't. That's, I, I can't help you with that. Yeah. And I would leave them with a question too. Because the, que the right question is, what meaningful problem can I solve for somebody that it matters right now during the COVID days? Can you solve a problem that matters to other person? And then on the back of that, there's a business, yeah. not the other way around. Like how can I push my product regardless if it has value or not? I love it. I love it. It's, it's a totally different approach to, to, to how, as you say, many people or maybe just getting started. It's, it's kind of a looking for a, fa a quick fix 
if you like, would that be fair to say? Do you find that do you find that that's been the case in the past? If people are speaking to you and they're looking for a quick fix, how can you tell if it's just not right and a good fit for you? So it's all like the deeper answer is the heart. Is the heart there to serve, or is the heart there to save yourself? Like if, if in the heart you really genuinely want to serve others, I love that foundation. I can build on that. But if the heart is like impatience and in the, heart, in the heart there is like, how can I quickly become that superstar that everyone talks on the internet? That's, that's, a, that's a formula for burning yourself, your reputation and destroying yourself fast. So what we're looking for, I'm looking for people who genuinely have value. I'm looking for people who, you know, solve the problem in the past. And right now, right now, maybe we, we need to pivot that a little bit to make it relevant to the COVID reality, right? Because people spend money very differently. People behave very differently. People ask questions very differently. And how do we pivot that value that they have in their hands? And we still approach the marketplace from a place of serving. How do we serve people? Yeah. You serve, you deserve. I love it. I love it. How... How have you got to this stage? Tell us a little bit, because you touched on your personal journey and your, your story. Um, I, I, I know a little bit more in detail about it, obviously, because we've, we've worked together for a while. But just could you just give a bit of context about your journey and how you've kind of arrived at this point? Because it's, you've been doing this for a number of years now. So you, you're extremely experienced in this area of, of online business and, and helping business owners build their brand and, and position themselves online and obviously generate a profitable business. Could you, would you mind just giving a bit more background as to how this all came about? Uh, sure. We are uh, all the time on the journey, right? So the learning hasn't stopped and continues. And it all started in 2009. I had enough. I was burned out trying, trying to run a traditional business. My wife was stressed out with uh, working for Corporate London. And we took a leap of faith. We had like the last space on our credit cards, like money for around probably three months. And we bought one-way ticket to Asia. We wanted to start a new life. We wanted to start things in a new way. And my wife comes from the Maldives. So we moved to, we landed in a place called Kulule, moved to a nearby island called Hulumale, connected internet, and the journey started. And we made so many mistakes, but we kept on pushing, taking a step after step, looking for things on the internet. And one of the things that I found was affiliate marketing. And obviously affiliate marketing has evolved and lots of things have changed. Uh, throughout, but that was my introduction to use the internet in order to start making money and be able to sustain because I had few options. Either I could go and learn to fish for tuna, what I love, but to do it professionally and support myself or collect coconuts, right? Because in Maldives, you've got, you don't have that many employers. Or the second option was to learn the internet. So we are learning WordPress. We are learning anything that came our way and we we're thinking that that's going to help. Yeah. And slowly but surely, we started making distinctions that some of those activities are like low value activities. Some of them are completely waste time activities. And some of them are revenue generating activities and some of them are high value activities. So start, we started placing them around, uh, prioritizing them and trying different models. And obviously the market and internet solutions have evolved so much over years. And uh, that was also a great glimpse into the world because uh, the, the world of making money on the internet because the whole space I personally believe has been very strongly polluted with greed. What yeah. I mean by that is in this space there's, uh, is both the fault is both from a side of the marketers and from a side of people who are seeking for it because both of the sides are blinded. Like in my pers uh, personal experience, what I've seen, like not everyone, but like there, there's a level of blindness that causes people to look for quick results without building value. But the idea is how quickly I make money, what's the quickest way to make money. And on the other side is promising things that are impossible to deliver, yeah. right? And when you combine the two and people start buying into their dreams and people who are impatient by nature, who got burned out two, three, four times, and they keep on repeating that pattern. But the answer is in the heart. Go back and ask yourself the question, what, I, what do I have in my hands? What's in my hands already that ha is of value? And how do I lean it against a ladder that matters to somebody? Because if it's only about me, those journeys are super short. And we've both seen that 
all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, <laughs> yes, we have. We've we've worked with clients in the past where, as you say, if, if generally looking for a quick fix, it doesn't always come. And um, and and those, as you say, that have this kind of heart heart centered approach. I think that's a, a, a phrase that you use quite frequently, isn't it? Um, with your business, heart centered approach. Then, and and they understand that it's not a uh, it's it's not a quick fix. It's not magic at the end of the day. Um, you know, but it, it is a genuine business that people can create, and uh, the opportunities are huge. Um, I think that's I think that's quite powerful. So, if if somebody was sat here like listening to this now, and they've maybe they've they've heard um, maybe their 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 current their situation has totally transformed over the past let's say nine twelve months with COVID, and. They perhaps they've they're, either they're, they're employed or they've been with a with a job for a long time or their maybe traditional business that has really suffered and struggled through through COVID over the past few months and maybe they're considering other alternatives other options do I go online do I start a new business what what would you how would you recommend that they approach that because they've they've chances are that they've had a lot of information you know if they're on social media they might be hit with different adverts and do this and do that. And this is the right way. And no, you should try this. What's kind of your advice for somebody who's in that position at this stage? That's a great question because I mean, number one, we pretty much don't have a choice, but to go online, right? Like right now, the option offline options are absolutely limited. Right. And second thing is the amount of webinars, trainings and everything that is available, uh, it's never ending, right? And, you know, I've seen that at the very beginning of COVID when it started, people went through like a marathon of 20, 30 different webinars trying to figure out what's best for them. But many times they walk away being way more confused than they were. And when we start looking for the answers purely outside, and I do believe in the power of the council, right? As we need a council of advisors and we serve as a council of advisors to each other as well. And we both, uh, you know, created, we have a, that council of advisors. But I also believe in looking inside, right? That we look inside, like close the laptop, cl- switch off the phone, even ideally put the phone in the other room or even go outside if you can to sit down in a coffee shop, take a pen, paper, and write a few things down. Write things down where... I've added value and it mattered. Somebody appreciated where I've done something and I really enjoyed. And let's start looking at gifts and talents. Like what do I have that is of value? Like you have a beautiful gift of communication, right? And this gift, like what you're doing right now with this podcast is absolutely amazing because you're using something that has always been in you. And right now you're just magnifying through the power of technology. You're not chasing a technology in order to, be famous or rich or anything like that. You just, this is an extension. Technology is nothing else. It's an extension of what's already in you. And that's a different place versus I'm trying to copy Jake, right? That's a very, I just want to do what Jake is doing. So that's a very different approach. I would encourage to create a list of things that come to you easily. And they would come through in a few different categories. They can be a category where you love to communicate and it's very easy to you. You can do a webinar, you can do Facebook Live. You love to explain, you love to teach. That's the same gift, gift of communication. Then we have people uh, who just love to create, right? They, they walk around and they see how to connect, connect the two things together, how to improve other things. And this is not every now and then. It just, they, they mind constantly bubbles that. They get a kick out of uh, that creativity. And, you know, we live in times where, everything that we have known so far is being rewritten from the very beginning. This is a room for creators. If you have that gift of creativity, step in, take charge, add value, uh, participate in projects, uh, you know, pour that gift to other people that right now are part of the project and that will help you. Now we have people uh, who love to serve. Not like we all get, we, we get a kick out of being able to add value and it feels good, but there are people who just love it. They just wake up in the morning and they're looking somebody to serve. They're looking somebody to add value. And these people do really well with uh, customer support. They do really well with like being account managers. Uh, so they look after the accounts. They not only do what they ask for, but they go the extra mile. They look for different ways to add and contribute value, right? So where are your gifts? 
And through that spectrum, we have uh, our gifts that are placed and we, I look for that gift first. And then I design technology around those gifts, not the other way around. Because if we start with technology say, hey, you need to do a webinar. I don't like webinar. I don't like, no, no, but you have to do it, right? It's just, it's not gonna flow. It's not gonna take off. It's not gonna feel good. And if we start with what's already in you, and in order to trace that, there is a really good um, probability if it's a real gift that you have. And I personally believe that creator gave those gifts to everyone. There's no exceptions. And I've done that with homeless people. Like sometimes we walk through here through the streets of Warsaw, I bump into people and I say, hey, what, what comes to you easily? And I grabbed the gifts and I spoke that gift to them. And later, two weeks later, I met them. And the guy, he had a gift of creativity. He stepped out in Birmingham. He created a painting and he got paid. Wow. And you know, it doesn't matter if it's a CEO, if it's a nanny, everyone has those gifts. So we take those gifts, we wrap them around the technology, we look for a way to create add value for others. And you have a beautiful business that you enjoy, it's fun. And I also want to say that if that's a real genuine gift in you, you will be able to trace it back through high school, through some project that you have done, through childhood. Maybe as a child, you, you, know, you, you are known to be that chatterbox. Right, you just talked a lot, and that's a gift of communication. And sometimes I say, "Shut up, you talk too much. I can't take you." Right, and people would squash that gift, but the gift is in them. And for other people uh, who have, like, for example, there's also a gift of administration, where people like structure, system, processes. And we both had that conversations about the power of that. And you know, if you have that gift, there's a really good chance, like as a child, you had your toys organized in a certain way, you put them, and when somebody reorganized those toys, it bothered you. Because it made sense that the train had to be with train, and next to that, they had to be, for example, cars, and starting from colors, because you had a system in place. It's the same gift that was already in you. So grab those gifts, and you know, find a way to solve a problem that matters to somebody today, and then magnify it through the power of technology. Don't start with technology. Technology is the last one to be added. Amazing. That's, that's massive. Um, for anybody that's listening to the audio version only, um, you can probably tell through Martin's voice, but I can see because I'm, I'm looking at him now and he's become extremely animated in the last few minutes. So this is obviously something that he, that, well, I know something that you, you know, become uh, extremely passionate about and it's something you do on a daily basis. Um, and that's, yeah, I think that's extremely powerful. The, what you, I think the, this, I mean, there's so many things that I took from that, but the, the idea of it's, the technology comes later. It's focusing on you, where your real strengths are and where your talents lie, and then using the suitable technology, whatever form that may be, to, as you say, magnify, amplify your gifts, your talents, and get out in front of, of more people. Um, and that, that's the real power. Um, so somebody's, some, let's say somebody's listening there. They've taken this 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 time away. If you know, if there's a coffee shop open nearby, then they can go in. Uh, they can go and sit in there, um, or maybe out in the park, depending on the weather and such. Um, once they've made that list, what do they do next? So that's a great place here, right? So we've got that list. You know that, for example, communicating and serving, you just love it, right? It's like you would love if you could have your week arranged around that that would be like your perfect week. Like even if you do 30% of that throughout the week, because we obviously know that there are the chores and the responsibilities and other things that do not allow us only to flow in the gifts. But the first thing I would do, I would ask myself the question, what is the problem that I am equipped to solve that it matters right now today? Because obviously some of the solutions that we had uh, in the past, and we have businesses that come to us that, you know, they used to run very successful businesses nine months ago, not any longer, yeah. because the, the offer is solving problem that doesn't matter today. So we just need to pivot the offer. So we need to look at that. Who is your starving audience? What is the high stake pain? And what's that offer that solves that? And does the offer address that? If it doesn't, if it's like problem good to have, it's gonna, your sales conversation will end up like that. I love what you do, fantastic, but I will get back to you, right? It means you are not a priority. Yeah. But if we solve a problem that matters to somebody, then uh, that's, that, that's what we're looking for. And once we name it, obviously then we have to test it. So we go and do beta, right? So we, we just simply find somebody who has that problem and we 
honestly communicate that, listen, this is a beta, uh, I'm launching a new business and I'll be testing that. I've done that with other clients but right now we just uh, uh, kind of crafting that around the, the existing challenges. Would you be interested in that? And once you get that beta, three things happen. You validate your method and you see if the method is good. Second thing, you build confidence. And third thing, if you do a good job, you're going to get a testimony. And that's your social proof. That, as we both know, plays a massive part in paid advertising. Right? Because if you want to take a jump from zero to paid advertising, this is often too big stretch. The reason for that is because you don't have social proof, you don't have hooks, you don't understand the audience that well. And I see that this is a common mistake that people just basically fall in that ditch in between takeoff and paid advertising, right? So there, there's a phase in between where you test the hooks, test the angles and test how, how the market responds. So find somebody who has that problem, solve that problem for them and uh, survey them, right? Do a debrief, like soldiers that are coming back from combat after the mission, they get home to the base and they ask the question, what went well? What could be improved? And once they sit down together, they, uh, you do exactly the same, right? You do your debrief and based on that, you design 2.0, 3.0, 4.0. And every single time you, you do Kaizen, right? The power of Kaizen, the constant and never ending improvement. I love it. I love it. What's, you've, you've had the opportunity to work with a lot of people over the last well, since I guess since 2009 when you first started, and I know you know we've been working together for about two and a half, three years or so, and working with clients at a very, very high level, without necessarily, it, not I mean it's not a, not a case of favourites in any way, but but more a case of just remarkable success that you've seen. Uh, who, like could just maybe one or two, and I, I realise success success looks different for everybody. But is there maybe one or two instances where you can really pinpoint this is where somebody was when I started working with them and this is where they are now and, and that kind of journey and, and maybe one or two of the major things that happened along that process? Could you, could you think of one or two of those? Uh, sure. And I just want to like, say that like, success, what I'm looking for is like, that not only them selling a program, because that seems to be like a new way of measuring things. And as you know, this place has been abused heavily recently, right? There's, uh, I think somebody used the phrase, it's like dark days of entrepreneurship, where basically every beca everyone becomes a coach and a trainer and they just become great at marketing. They do not have any value to magnify, but they just quickly go and sell things, right? And they have a success. So what I like to look at is, and I love to see when people come back and they see that their lives have been transformed. So I work with a client, her name is Mandy, and she wrote two books. She had for like 20 years, she has been equipping parents uh, to raise children. And she, we work and we, uh, her mission is to equip world changers, right? So she preframes the idea of, um, uh, of raising children that are uh, basically they they have expectation around themselves like without going too far with the expectations but at the same time parents they do it on purpose and so we uh, took her offer she never ran any business and like within I think few weeks she filled out sold out two of her group mentoring right so she took off that offer she validated that offer and uh, it went uh, very well um, who else? I'm just trying to think. Um, I love it. Another one is, yeah. Sorry, uh, please, yeah, keep, keep going. <laughs> yeah, another one is James, right? We had an opportunity to work with James. Yep. Where he started with his business, where he had some assets in place and basically being able to, we all contributed to that because we all played a part uh, in that he took his business to, probably close to seven figures per year. Yeah. And the beauty is he changed lives of so many young men and especially men who love football to be able to fulfill their dreams. And he created a channel. He solved the problem for so many teenagers that were looking to start that path in that career. And he did that uh, really powerfully across a few different continents. Yeah, that was, that was, it was incredible. Um, just a bit of context for, for people that are listening. That's, um, James was a client that uh, 
a, a number of uh, Marchin and myself and a number of coaches all worked with together. Um, but Marchin certainly played a lead role with him, um, supporting him very closely um, in the growth of his business and, and his results in a number of areas um, were absolutely remarkable. Yeah, they, they, they really were. Um, who, I normally ask this a bit later on, but let's, 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 get, let's do it now. You, you invest a lot in your own education. Um, you know, you, you, you study a lot and learn a lot. Uh, who have been some of the most influential or important people for you in your journey? Not just um, necessarily marketers and such, but uh, and not necessarily people that you're close to, because it could be people that are distant or maybe books that you've read or training, people you've never even met in person. But if there was, I don't know, two, three, a handful of people that have had a real impact on you, and your development over the, the, I guess, over your journey in the more recent years, who would they be and why? So I remember uh, in my secondary school, I was really doing terribly. I was uh, about to fail the class and a friend of mine handed me a book. It's a Polish book, Afropoland, by Waldemar Wyszak. So apparently it means nothing to anyone who's listening here. But this guy injected laugh for reading. And he took it from a, like, such a hot, like, street perspective, a person who had a similar background to me, and he injected the idea of power behind reading words and that the words matter and the words become ideas and these ideas are incubated and they grow. And that really set me on a path of starting to read books where normally I would spend time uh, doing something else. Um, Recently, I mean, my recent days, I love Solomon. You know, he's considered by many to be the wisest man on the planet. And I love reading the book of Proverbs. So, for example, in the book of Proverbs, there are things like, for lack of nation, a guide, sorry, sorry, for lack of guidance, a nation falls, a victory is won through many advisors. That's mastermind. That's the power of council of advisors. Yeah. And uh, there's so much, especially like what we discussed today, uh, things related to, uh, serving, quality of the service that you deliver, attitude, diligence uh, about um, uh, things that on day-to-day basis, like if we add them, they, they, they really add up and uh, they make you a better person to better equipped um, because as much as there's lots of great teaching and I continue to educate and I, I will continue doing that. But I love to go back to the older text as well, where for me, you know, I read the Bible and I love to balance it together with something that is a little bit lasted longer. And I personally believe in the power of that. So what it does for me, when I see that is something out there in the market, something that is being validated, I balance that against what I see being written there. Yeah. And I think that allows me to pull out from some of the techniques that pull out, allows me to uh, reverse the sequence because sometimes it's a sequence is wrong, right? And that allows me to take a step back, rethink and um, some of the project pause. Like right now I've entered into like three phases of building a business and many of the things I pause for later, there are seasons and I wasn't able to recognize, but I, uh, I started doing that. And it, it helped me to uh, leave some things for later because they're not for the season. Things like business has also seasons, like winter, you know, like the seasons of the year. They're, it's very important to be able to recognize in what season you are in. Because based on the season, for example, in the harvest time, you shouldn't sleep. You should go out and collect the harvest. You should pick <laughs> up the phone, make those calls and start doing that. But if you sleep during the harvest, that's not a smart thing to do. In springtime, plant, 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 right? So the start planting, build the relationships, start making that introduction. That's the marketing time. And there is also a winter time where we debrief, where we sit down, where we reflect where we pause and I like to do it also on quarterly basis where we debrief, we look at the key numbers uh, for each of the projects. We compare uh, like how did LinkedIn do against Facebook and we compare sources of marketing. We compare uh, clients avatars, which of the clients avatars I would like to take to the next quarter, which one wouldn't, but we need that time of sitting down reflection and recognizing and scheduling that part in the season. Yeah. Probably 
a little bit off I went. <laughs> so no, that's, yeah. that's great. You, you've, you've, you've guided the conversation to where I was hoping to go next. So that's perfect. Um, and just, just on that, I love the idea of the seasons. Um, I've seen that referred to a number of times. I watched um, Ray Dalio's book, Principles, um, it, and, and having read that, listened to that on audio, and then um, again, watched a couple of kind of summaries of that book on, just on YouTube. Um, he talks about that a lot as well, and the idea of seasons within business and within, within your life and such. And so it's, it's something that I'm, I've, I've heard quite, quite a bit, and, and, I, and I, I really like that idea. Um, I'd also mention as well, and this, this kind of segues into the next section, that one of the books I remember you recommended to me, or a chapter of one of the books, was the, um, Stephen Covey, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. And the idea of getting very, very clear on um, the, ultimately what, what you want this to look like in the future, you know, getting clear on your end result and your end goal. And I, I, more and more that I chat with clients, you know, it all comes back to, well, what do you really want? You know, and it's funny because a lot of people don't, when you, when you ask them the first time or, you know, maybe with like traditional education and such, we don't really sit down and ask ourselves or ask other people, what do you actually want? You know, we can just go through and um, almost kind of floating through without really considering what actually, what do I want? And can I take ownership for this? And can I take responsibility? Um, we've, we've chatted a lot over the, again, over the past few years about planning goals, targets, um, coaching, mentoring and such. Tell us a little bit, because I, I, I think you are, again, to kind of a, 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 the real level of like finite detail in terms of planning and organization. Um, and we haven't even talked about, you know, like you're just superhuman feats in terms of the hours that you're, that you're awake during the day and working and, and operating and such and, you know, health and fitness routines. Um, how much of a factor is, and again, value for anyone any listening, how much of a factor is planning, organization, structure, the debriefs that you talked about, um, and how do you structure that within personal life, but then also within business? So I love that you have an amazing opinion about me. But the truth is, I mean, there's so much to be done in terms of the planning and restructuring. I do my best, especially as, you know, the current season, I've got also things in my personal life that, uh, like we all do, right? So the personal life always kind of comes in and uh, we have a plan. But uh, on your point, I just want to emphasize, there is, regardless of what's going on, how much chaos is happening in our lives, we still should have a game plan. Like when you look at boxers, MMA fighters, when you look at high level world-class performers, they come in to the ring, they come in with a game plan. And regardless of what's happening, how many punches you're gonna get, we still should have a plan to be able to, to follow. And I continue working on a few different things. As you know, I've got a stewardship coach that helps me to steward my personal finances, business finances, my time, my talents, etc. And I find it very important. Uh, and saying that, uh, he also teaches me like a few very simple things. It's like once a week, sit down and debrief. So for example, my personal finances, I do it once a week only. And I don't have that conversation throughout the week because as you know, money can be, it's an emotional, emotional subject very often and it can be uh, derailing you, right? Where you can have that creative space you can utilize in other direction. So I do believe in having that debrief that should be in place. And at the beginning of a week, month and a quarter, I love to do what, you know, a gift we received from Paul. So I just want to give uh, credit to Paul uh, who um, invited us. That's, that's Paul, um, Paul Omani. Yeah. Um, he invited us to be part of um, uh, aligned coaches planning sessions and I took away so much from that like where there's like what's your main goal what are the uh, critical numbers what are what are the key initiatives uh, that we are uh, looking to do and that's often enough right to, to be able to do that to have that game plan do I execute it perfectly no way <laughs> it's work in progress and I, I guess that's that's part of life but we just have to accept that there is a there is a variable that will never be taken out. There are so many things that we cannot prepare for. But do I believe in the power of having a game plan before entering the day, entering the week, mom? Absolutely. Yeah, 100%. I love that. Um, so planning-wise, 
the like for people for people sat down in in i mean we're recording this now what is it the start of december 20 uh 20, 20, 2020 so the last month of of what has been quite a remarkable year as we go into 2021 again i, I mean with, with my own clients I'm, I'm i'm chatting through strategies about planning for the new year some people that i'm working with have, have done that consistently some people it's a, a very new thing for them how would you how are you approaching the new year and and what recommendations advice guidance tips would you have for somebody that's again that's listening about how they can maybe structure their their plans for the new year particularly if if again they know that they want to do it they want to bring a bit more organization they want to have that plan as you say before they go into the the ring or the day or the battle as it might be whatever in whatever form um how would you recommend they go about doing that and from one or two tips that you've that you've that you use yourself perhaps so like my first step is i love to go for walks and you know i pray and i like to walk go for those praying walks the reason is I receive things that really matter and I take them forward. And so I wouldn't start with computer. The computer is one of the last things that I do, right? Because the thinking happens for me personally outside. For me, thinking happens on a paper. For yeah. me, thinking happens like, for example, tomorrow uh, we're going with my, my wife. We're going to a nearby place in Sutton Park where we're just going to take a piece of paper and we're just going to be dreaming. And also looking at the vision board and looking at the bigger picture asking a few questions before we start going into slotting the weeks and quarters. So we go back to what do we value? Yeah. And what do we want to let go of? And what we don't have space because, you know, obviously things have seasons, etc. And once we have done that hard part, and then the next thing is, what's the, uh, what's the one big thing that you want to take away for category, right? And it's, for me personally, it's unrealistic to attend uh, to each of those categories. Some of those categories will, uh, like categories like, for example, finances, relationship, uh, family, uh, health, etc. We can I personally cannot take them as a priority for each of the quarter. But so sometimes I would have one priority that uh, that gets more priority, one category that gets more priority, and I would broke down. I'll break down, especially like for example for business, right? So we look at the. Um, what's the main thing that I want to achieve? What are the critical numbers? Uh, uh, sorry, let, let me just pull out the paper because it will be a little bit easier. I've got my process here and I'm just going to go through that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, yeah, so Martin, again, for anybody listening, is, is getting this up on his computer now just so he can walk us through. Just while you're doing that, I, I think the idea, that, that in itself is, is so valuable. It's not about or for you for you personally at least uh, i find it very similar as well it's not about sitting down at that laptop and, and kind of typing or sitting down with your calendar straight in front of you and thinking well what can i do it's it comes back to distancing time away from from technology getting clearer on well the bigger picture again you know where do i actually want to go and and if i can see the longer term picture the longer term vision and have clarity there the the how if you like and the step by step will take care of itself if i'm you know but i need to know why i'm doing it um so yeah as you say it's 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 funny but the technology side comes maybe in the last 10 percent of the journey but the 90 percent and the planning is something that you can take away and you can do it in your spare time you know in 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 a space where you can get that clear headspace um and everybody's different, right? When they approach that for, for you, it's, it's going for walks for other people. It might be exercising. Some people, it might be meditation. Um, some people, it might be time with friends and family. Uh, it might be mastermind groups, all these kind of things. So yeah, I think that's invaluable. Anyway, sorry, you, let's, let's, let's have a look at the, uh, at the breakdown. Yes, I've got that. So st- step number one is uh, I look at the un- annual goal. Like once I start entering the details after that uh, session that I've done, then what does success look like, right? For the quarter, for the year. So asking that question to specifically paint the picture. Mm. There's power in those pictures. And so what does success look like for the ideal, uh, for example, for, for this week to look good, what does success look like? Yeah. Then what needs to happen to achieve this goal? Brainstorm possible priorities, initiatives. Right? Then the next one is plan critical numbers. So those priorities should be measured. What can be measured can be improved. Yeah. Right, we know that. And then, um, sorry, Martin. Yep. Just as an example, because 
so just just to pinpoint some of these, could you give us as an example of one or two of these? So like if we're looking at critical numbers, for example, I realize we're getting into the minutia, but somebody somebody's listening, it genuinely might be the first time that they've considered this. So if we're looking at um let's let let's keep it real simple, let's keep it as a health goal, because that's something that uh, I guess a number of people might have in common. Um just as a broad example, what, what type of things might somebody be looking at if they had a health goal? So let's uh, go, for example, what does ideal quarter look like, right? So you will describe your energy level and ideally, and then we move towards, uh, for example, if it's weight, if you're working on losing weight, so we want to define that, that I weigh uh, X amount of kg, right? So um, 80 kg, let's say. Yeah. Then what needs to happen? Right. So, for example, I need to buy a membership in a gym or right now buy a watch to be able to monitor that, to be able to track that because uh, that's necessary. So we define the key things that need to happen. Yeah. Then let's define the critical numbers. So, for example, the critical numbers is uh, you want to. Again, I'm not an expert in losing weight. So, <laughs> yeah. But you might have things like related to obviously you want to monitor the key number and the key driver is uh, what's the. Uh, how many kg you want to weigh at the end of uh, yeah. that season, right? You want to probably improve your diet. You want to uh, uh, have exercises that are built in and we want to know how many times you would like to have those exercises. And uh, so things like that, right? I would break them down, what needs to happen and I would measure them as much as I can measure them. Will you get them perfectly? So no, right? That's, that's my personal experience. Like even if you get them 70% right, it's still better than not. And it's still being able, being prepared for that element of failure and accepting that and still moving forward because the challenge that I see people set goals, they make a mistake, they sabotage themselves and they quit and walk away. That's a common behavior. That's why most goal setting that happen in January, by the 15th, they are done yeah. because they made one mistake. Yeah. Yeah. And they're just done. They wait till next year to set the goals again. That's so important. That's so important. Sorry. I, I... That's that is so important. The idea of getting started in the process and ex almost anticipating, particularly the first time you do it, right? If you've not set goals before and such, but the first time you do it, you you're gonna fail. Like things are gonna go wrong. You're not gonna hit the targets. You're not gonna hit the goals. You might get to the end of the week or the end of the month or the end of the quarter, and you've, but as you say, you're seventy percent of the way there, and suddenly you're seventy percent of the way closer than you were three months ago or a month ago. And based on that learning, as you, it comes back to this, like you mentioned before, the seasons, you're in that phase of winter where you're looking at, well, what happened, what worked, what didn't work. And then we go again, we're into spring, we're, we're, we're doing the, the different exercises, we've got a different personal trainer, maybe the membership we didn't need, or we need to change the diet again, or whatever it might be. And suddenly you're 80% or 90% in the way there. Um, I think, yeah, I think that's incredible. So, uh, sorry, forgive me, because I was uh, jumping in again. No, that's cool. Uh, and then I... What I do, I uh, take three rocks. So three rocks are things that need to happen. You know, the power of the, uh, we learned learn that also from a line, the yeah. three rocks that must happen. There are some other things that will be good to, that they happen, but there are some things that are not negotiable, yeah. right? And, and I add them. And then I add deadlines. So I, 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 don't, I don't do it on daily basis. Like for example, I'm giving you the entire things that I'm doing on, on monthly basis. So I'm doing the deadlines and then I'm adding a theme. So for example, what's the theme for the quarter? What's the theme for the month? What's the theme for the week even? Yeah. It feels good to name that so you know where you're making progress. Because otherwise, if we stretch ourselves in five, seven areas, it loses its meaning. But if we take one thing that matters and we put a theme, then it uh, kind of, you remember that. You, you might stick it on your wall. You might kind of talk to your spouse about that. You might talk to your uh, you know, accountability partner that you have. And that helps. Yeah. That, and the idea of that theme. So again, just, it, this is fascinating because I'm, I'm, I'm planning next year um, within the next two weeks. I've set time aside. I've taken time, taken time off in the next two weeks to plan this. And the idea of themes, almost like, um, like having a bit of a, a comedy value or like a, a funny name or a play on words kind of thing that just, you know, it's, it's a bit fun to say, Oh, I'm going into, phase one or, or q1 it's I don't know, fast and furious or you know th these types of things um which I, I yeah i think that kind of kind of idea i love it i think that works really well 
just add further that as well, because I'm, I'm looking at my, my bookshelf and I know that we've got the same book on this. I think you've done quite a bit more study than I have, but um, the, the book um, Scaling Up by Vern Harnish uh, and, and Gazelles, that, would I be right in thinking, is that where you've taken a lot of this from? And have, has there been maybe other elements that have helped with this planning as well? Yeah, we, I mean, to be honest, I haven't finished the book, right? The book is so loaded. It's basically like a manual, but I, it's worth returning. But I'm right now very close to somebody who is walking with that book on a day-to-day basis. Like yeah. it's, they love it so much because it's a manual of uh, how do you build a 10-figure company, right? What are the best practices that are taken out of that? So I'm planning to return to that. But we've been blessed enough through Paul, Paul Mahoney, that he gave us that opportunity to be part of uh, planning with gazelle coaches uh, over the entire year. So that has been, one thing is to understand that. Second thing is to participate that, right? Because you start uh, receiving that experiential knowledge and you can also see how they take place a quarter from now and on and on and on. Yeah. What, again, what, did the goal happen? No. The purpose of a goal is to stretch you. The purpose of a goal is to scare you, right? To, to face that fear because the fear will push us to lower down the standard. And the purpose of goal that you have the game plan that you wake up and you know what you, you know, you have a focus point. There's yeah. power in focus. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I, I love it. I, I genuinely could talk about this all day, but I'm, I'm, I'm conscious that I want to get as much in as possible. So, um, let, it's probably a good opportunity. Let's let's kind of go into, I guess, what we call the the the, the lightning round. Um, but it doesn't. You know, it's kind of quick fire questions, but it certainly doesn't have to be sort of quick fire answers. Um, I've asked already about who, close or distant, has had the, the biggest impact on you, and you've mentioned uh, a number a number of sources, particularly books um, as well. Is there any? Is there a particular book that you read? or come back to again and again, uh, or that you recommend to other people could be marketing wise. It could be business related. It could be something totally unrelated to that. Um, but is there something that you, that you recommend other people read or maybe even a training that people you've advised people to look at as well? What, what, what might that be? So it, it depends where they are, right? If somebody is struggling to get any consistent results, I love this short training by Jim Rohn is sewing and ripping, where within 15 minutes he explains uh, the concept, how important it is to know that you plant the seeds and then you collect. Then if you have already that in place and you want to move to the next phase in your business where you need some systems, I would recommend Emiv by My- Michael Gerber, right? It's a very powerful, simple read uh, that is really great. Uh, somebody who's thinking about starting a business, uh, there's a great book by Roger Hamilton called Wink, right? Wink. So it's a very short read as well, uh, kind of more like a metaphor book, but loaded with entrepreneurial wisdom uh, that helped me a lot. Uh, for somebody who is uh, looking to stretch their thinking and they want to tap into something um, universal and uh, distilled principles, I would recommend definitely Thinking Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill, right? It's really, really powerful. Yes. And I personally read the Bible, right? For me, I find so many parallels in terms of business, in terms of saving, in terms of season, in terms of, uh, you know, delivering quality, etc. So I see though they, they, there's a lot of parallel that, that goes in, in between, but it all depends where they are in the journey. Yeah, that's amazing. That's, that's literally like um, a, a checklist. That, that's people's Christmas lists right there um of of different books so so the the jim Rohn training was the first thing you mentioned um do, do you know the name of that i can certainly yeah. find and i, I think it's uh sewing and ripping it's on youtube it's like 15 minutes video okay Great. And when i see like when i work with a client who struggles to produce consistent results i always send them to that because that changes their mindset that yeah. they, they have no right to expect uh, to harvest if they don't have seeds yes. in the farm right and then that kind of opens the conversation to take responsibility over what needs to be done. I love it. I love it. I'm, I, will, I will find that. I'm going to watch that myself and I'll put a link in the show notes. The e-myth I've, I've talked about on a couple of occasions on the podcast, so I'll put another link in the show notes there. Roger Hamilton's book, and that was Wink. Wink, that- yeah. W-I-N-K. Yeah. Thank you. Um, and then the classic, I think that's over, over 100 years old now, Think and Grow Rich, Napoleon Hill. 
um we'll put links in there and then i, I know that you uh, you read the bible frequently um as well so that's obviously been a had a, a massive impact for you um okay i love it in terms of if if you could get a a message out to the world be that um like a phrase a saying a thought something like that if there was something that you could share with the world that you, you really would love people to know or to be aware of um what would it be discover who you are and give yourself away <laughs> i love it where does where where does that come from no idea it just came <laughs> <laughs> it just came really <laughs> discover who you are and give give yourself away I love it. Thank you. Um, let's, I'm just going to go straight in with the final question because I, th I, I think that's such, such a great a great phrase. Um, Marcin, the title of the podcast is called Influence. What does the word influence mean to you? Responsibility. Yeah. You know, there's a phrase of thinking, uh, Superman, where he says, great power comes with great responsibility right it's a beautiful thing that you're doing and i love that and you give people voice and there are lots of people who desire that some people you know last for it but some people uh, it's a platform for them to to make a difference i do believe especially we entered into times where uh, not necessarily looking after yourself but looking after others it's important. We ha all have a part to play in what we, where we are, right? Like we love to do, I focus on the life giving businesses that I like to accelerate life giving businesses. So I want to say influence is the ability to share from the bottom of your heart, things that work for you, that you have tested and you want to give to others. I love it. I love it. Martin, thank you so much. I can't genuinely can't think of a better better place to leave it than that. Um, I, I I think for anybody that's been listening for the last hour or so that's been with us, uh, will fully understand why I was keen to have you on for such a long time, and uh, and why you've had a number of mentions throughout the the the, the previous what we're we on now seventy odd episodes of the podcast. Um, and so thank you again. I do hope that we can, obviously, I, I know we'll be in touch a lot through through uh, 2021, but I do hope that we can maybe do a, a part two and a follow-up. I think that'd be fascinating to do that um, at a later time, certainly as, as the, the COVID situation starts to adapt and evolve. And I think we're going to be looking at a very different future as well. Um, so I'd love to bring you back on. Where where I've got, I mean, I've got no doubt that people want to get in touch. So where's the best place for people to connect with you um how can they find you online uh so uh, the website of my company is digital accelerator so it's digital and accelerator spelled with x e l e just in case if you're watching the video so it's x e l e r a t o r dot uh, com and uh also linkedin marcin marchak so m a r c i n m a r c z a k and yeah, that will be probably the best way to connect. Thanks, Martin. I'm glad. I'm delighted that you spelled those rather than, than me trying to. <laughs> so thank you. Uh, and we'll put again, I want to I want to give people the opportunity as much opportunity as possible to chat with you. So I will put links for both uh, the website, Digital Accelerator and um, and for you on LinkedIn as well. So they can come over and say hello. Uh, and please do. Yeah, please do. Um, I, I would love to do that. So Martin, um, thank you so much genuinely for, for joining us, uh, giving up your time on a Saturday, um, massively appreciated. And for, for, for sharing, you know, just even just the tip of the iceberg really of your depth of knowledge uh, with us over the past hour. Um, massive thank you um, from me and of course, from everybody listening. Uh, if you are listening, I hope you've enjoyed it. Do connect with, with March in the future. Um, and um, yeah, just, just love to say thanks again. If, is there anything final that you'd like to leave us with? I just want to say thank you for what you're doing. Keep shining the light. Love it. And looking forward. Fantastic. Thank you so much. Uh, everybody listening, we will see you in the next episode. Thank you, Marcin. Thank you all for listening. Take care and we will speak very, very soon. Bye-bye. Hi friends, Jake here again. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. You can find links to anything that we've discussed, books, trainings, other podcasts, uh, anything currently that we're enjoying you will find those in the show notes. 
or you'll find it somewhere in and around all the information that you usually find in a podcast. And a reminder that if you'd like to know more about what I do, if you want more of tools, resources, any recommendations, readings, uh, free training, products and such, then you can find all of that on the website jakeadamdavy.com. Equally, if you want to come over and say hello, Instagram is always the best place and the account is at jakeadamdavy. If you're enjoying this podcast, don't hesitate to leave us a review. Of course, the more stars, the better. And equally, sharing is caring. So if you've heard something or listened to something that you've enjoyed yourself and you think will be beneficial or useful to other people, please do pass that on. It will be very much appreciated. And as you know, when you get a recommendation from somebody that you trust, there really is nothing better. Thank you so much. And until next time, stay on mission, do something extraordinary for others, keep inspiring and keep growing your circle of influence. Goodbye.